What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to check out the podcast. Got my guy Matt Murphy back on the pod, breaking down the AFC South as we're going to continue to do on these Tuesdays, just working through the different NFL divisions as football season is almost here. It's a really good pod. Matt does a great job. It's really good. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Murphy joins me now. This is a little weird because it's <laughs> it's Thursday, and this is going to be released on Tuesday. Okay, of the following week. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Which is just it, it throws me off a little bit, a little bit. But, but that's, that's okay. Fine. It's all it's right. Content's just as good, baby. It is just it's, as good, especially for something like this. Oh when, yeah, when we're previewing the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Now look, the AFC South. <laughs> it's the division of youthful quarterbacks. Okay, you got C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, top four picks yep. in the previous NFL draft. Will Levis of the Titans, predicted to go top 10, plummets to the second round. Yep. And then in Jacksonville, you have the 23-year-old vet. Come on. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, and look, let's, let's cut straight to it. This division is predicted to be bad. Yeah. I think it's going to no, be pretty they, bad. They are, they're not supposed to be great. That's, that's for sure. But I actually think, believe it or not, expe- expectations are so low that they could actually be kind of fun. Like, the way yeah. these teams are set up, I think they're a lot more fun than they were last year, specifically the Colts and Texans. Yes, like, without a they're, doubt. They're, the record might be close to the same or, or maybe just slightly better for both, just considering the strength of schedule. But, man, they just to have young quarterbacks is just fun. It's a breath of fresh air. It's fun. And new head coaches. Yeah. It's no, a I whole know. new I regime. Think, I've totally forgot about the Texans' new head coach. Yes. I was only thinking the one new head coach for, obviously, for the Colts, Shane Steichen. So. Stikes. I like Stikes. I like him a lot, Let's dude. Go. Give me the QB power with <laughs> AR-15, baby. One of my favorite plays in Madden, dude. I love it. So, I love it. The Colts and Texans. Yeah. That, that's where we're going to start. Because as you said, they're kind of grouped together because they're just yeah. in really similar phases of their rebuilds. They really are. So, I've got, so this is what I've got the Colts and Texans grouped as. They are my, my IPO stocks. Okay, your IPO these are my IPO stocks. If you don't know what that is, initial public offering oh, yeah. is when a private company goes public and people are buying stocks. And here's why. IPO stocks, up and down. Oh, they're yeah. shooting up and then they're diving. And that's what happens with rookie quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. With C.J. Stroud, especially, I think, with Anthony Richardson, we're going to see a lot of up and down with him. Just yeah. Because the tools are there, but hasn't played a ton of football. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, these, these are my IPO that's, stocks. I, I love that. I think that is... Oh, that's too good. I so and and I will mention make mention before this. For each of them I gave kind of like a tagline, kind of okay. like a, a a sum up the 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 year I predict they'll have in one sentence or less. Okay. Um and I'll give them both here. So the Colts I said lose but make it fun. Okay. Right? And then the Texans I said lose even more than the Colts but still make it fun. So, <laughs> so the reason why <laughs> So they are similar. It is weird though thinking about the Texans so they were 11 and 30, 11 and 38 and 1 in their last 3 seasons. Yeah. Right? The one tie obviously coming to the Colts um which is about the worst way you could start the Matt Ryan era. Yes, it Being was. down 20 to 3 in the fourth quarter. Um, fighting for yeah yeah just, no that yeah. was that's brutal but they I, so they're in similar stages but oddly enough the Texans have been 
They've been more aggressively poor. And it feels like the Colts, the difference between the two is like the Colts are just throwing, again, you'll you hear the term Band-Aid quarterback, Band-Aid quarterback. They're, they're throwing Band-Aid quarterback over what was once a young, promising roster, which yep. has now become, okay, you it, it, with Phillip Rivers, it was like, oh, this O-line is young, it's ascending. Jonathan Taylor, breakout year with Phillip Rivers, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to the next year with Carson Wentz, and, okay, the O-line was given up how many sacks, right? Yep. Given up, and, and then Pittman is supposed to take a step, but didn't really. JT, and JT had an outstanding year. He's yeah, the only he was reason still they good. were even in the playoff contention. Yeah. But if you take Jonathan Taylor off this team, and you look, it's like they went from a young, promising roster, and then a lot of the players that have just been kind of stagnant, like neutral growth. So it's weird because they've taken two different routes to get to the point where they're at. But in terms of like pairing the Colts with another team that they're honestly set up pretty similar to, it is probably the Texans. Yeah, and I would say because the Texans have been worse for longer, I think that their ascension will be a little bit quicker. Because just when you look yeah. at the talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like they've got an edge rusher in Will Anderson who's going to be around for 10, 12 years. Oh, yeah. And then you've got uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Yeah, playing corner, that. the number yeah. three overall pick yeah. in last year's draft, or two, two drafts ago. And so they've got some dudes, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and you bring in a guy in, DeMarco Ryan, who can, who's a great defensive coordinator in yep. San Francisco, and now he's coming in, and he's got some dudes to really do some stuff on the defensive side of the ball with Houston. Absolutely, and that's that, that's the reason why I think long-term outlook, you're like, okay, <clears throat> it feels like C.J. Stroud is a higher floor pick than yes. Anthony Richardson is. So even if he doesn't pan out to be his highest potential, he's still going to be a, a really solid quarterback in my eyes. But you, you just drafted two guys in the top top 10 the Texas did of this year. And they had one of my favorite drafts, not even just in their first two picks, but the throughout. But you drafted pillar guys, right? Those are those are two, I mean, the two most important positions on each side of the ball. Yep. Potentially the two most important positions, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to get two blue chip guys like that, you would be remiss if you didn't make mention. Okay, the Colts, they, Anthony Richardson, high ceiling pick, but low floor. It's really a low, low floor. floor, and it's and it's Quiddy Pay is their best edge. Like they, yeah. the Colts have really good players at some of the positions that you don't need really good players at. That it's it's fine to have good players at. It is. Yeah. But there there's still some question marks in some really really important positions. Those are they they have icing players. Yeah. Players that like when you're set. You go out and you make the big trade for you know so and so. They're they're icing. They aren't cake. No, that's I, I like that. Uh, so I'm going. If you think it, think of like looking at the Colts, looking at the Texans. Yeah, at first glance, yes, similar. And in, in terms of outlook this year, I mean, I had looking at the Texans. Do they still do they still have Cooks. Brady yes. Cooks? Yeah. So I mean, He's I like play him like paired, seven yeah, games. Yeah, I, I like him. <laughs> I like him paired with Stroud. But looking at the Colts, I was. I mean, the reason why I say lose but make it fun is because if you look at specifically last season, they weren't they weren't just bad. Like they were in general, they were like incompetent yes. on offense. I mean, it was brutal. Look, to have he, one of the worst offensive lines in the league after two years after being one of the best, right? The and best, it's, but it's the same group really, minus Anthony the Costanzo. Group. They were they were banged up. To be fair, I mean, a little like, bit. Quentin Nelson was coming off the the foot injury. Ryan Kelly played with a hurt knee all year. I mean, there were some there were some injuries on that front, but still, like no, it was, they were unacceptably bad. It's incompetence, the only word. I mean, dysfunctional because, I mean, the, thinking about games where, 
I mean, my dad was telling me he so he was he was in New England, the game against New England, and they had like twenty six yards in the first half, and it was it. He said it was like watching a high school team play an NFL team. Yeah. It, absolute incompetence on the offensive side of the ball, and so you, I mean, look at that and look at how the Colts lost last year in just completely demoralizing fashion because you knew the first snap on offense seeing how the line gets moved around, how Matt Ryan was just, I mean, it was brutal all year. He was terrible. Um, when you have a defensive back. But you, you back, just know you're going to lose, so there's no hope. When you have a defensive back on your own team, betting the over on interceptions, yeah, that's an issue. Not not a great look. Not a great um, look. And and shout out Isaiah. I you know <laughs> hate to see him go. He's that, that brings up another point of like, who do they have as a DB? They got two rookies. Say, they they're have, gonna. They're, they're probably screwed. gonna end up starting at least one rookie, maybe even two. Because yep. Kenny Moore is really the only, but he's he's inside corner. So it's like he is. <clears throat> looking at a lot of these important positions we're talking about. I, my biggest corner. concern. What do you say? They don't have a corner. Nope. Quiddy Pay is the best edge rusher. Which if he's your second best edge rusher, he's then a, like you feel yeah. good. And they went and gotten Samson. He, Boken him or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't even. I, I know, don't know how to say. I know it. who you're it talking about. E yeah. From the 49ers, but he's yeah. like an older version of Quiddy Pay. He is. Like, and so they they don't have an edge rusher. When we look at the offensive side of the ball. They have a really young quarterback who may not even play Week One, even though I think he should. We can get into that mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah. You have a running back, but running backs don't get paid for a reason because they're not super important. I like Alec Pierce. I do too. I am very interested to see how he progressed in the offseason because he has the straight line speed. He's big. We jump saw his ability guy, yeah. to go up and get jump balls. But the route tree was really limited. Yep. If he's an improved route runner, I mean, he's a guy who could end up being a potential number one receiver in the league. I, I think. No, I really I mean, like he, him. He certainly has intangibles, and um, you you obviously need to see a lot more consistency. It felt like at times he was a little hit and miss. I, when, I'm, when I'm looking at like the biggest concerns for the Colts specifically, I look at the O-line. Yeah, because they're, they're paid the most. It's the one position you don't even have to know football to look at where are you allocating funds, where is money going, and how is the production at where you're spending money. And the O-line is, for for how they're performing, is severely overpaid. I mean, they're, they're oh, yeah. top seven or eight paid highest paid units in the league, and they were definitely bottom seven in production last year, both in the run game and the pass game. So... Huge step off from last year. Again, we're we're banged up a little bit, or was banged up a little bit, but you know we'll see. That that's a big concern for me. You look at DBs. Even though the league has trended to, hey, veteran corners are kind of out. It's eerily similar to running backs actually. About how DBs, there's like this trend of like, hey, go get the young DB. Mm -hmm. And not that DBs don't get paid. It's a, it's a different situation, but I feel like it's somewhat similar because you see some guys that had some really hot starts to their, their careers that could kind of, hey, they get to about thirty. And yeah. it's uh, well, their probably... legs go, and yeah. they can't and it's, run it's... with these four three yeah. guys that play receiver anymore. Yeah, so, so you actually you see a lot of them move, move to safety. That's yeah. what happens to yeah. a lot of them. And again, that's what it just feels kind of similar. If I had to pick one position where it mirrors the issue that running backs have, and it's probably DB. So that could be a positive if it if they hit. So it's kind of like it's it's a concern of mine, but it's more of because it's the unknown side, right? That makes we sense. don't know um, with some of these rookies. My third biggest concern is Darius Leonard. Because he's coming off of a Back massive surgery, it probably the I mean the I, I it feels like to me he they let Okere K walk. Year. They, what did you say? He played three games last yeah, year. Yeah, and when he was he wasn't this, even close to the same player. And so no one's really talking about. They're just assuming he's back. I don't think people come back from nerve injuries where his he literally the nerve wasn't firing to his ankle. Yeah, like the and it's like okay. 
it's it's one thing to be optimistic about the player, but it's also you have to put on a reality cap and say, all right, this dude, if he comes back, will probably only be 80% of what he was. Yep. And, again, I, I just think they're putting so much stock in his success on the defensive side of the ball. He's, he's a blue-chip guy if he's 100%. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he'll ever be 100%. So, and you paid him a bag. That's oh, another yes. thing. You talk about allocating Payment funds. You paid him a bag. Jeez. And and it's a, it's an important <clears throat> position, no doubt. Yeah. And he was, at the time they paid him, it wasn't a bad contract. Arguably the best linebacker in football. Yeah. So we'll take it. But ever since he got paid, he has either been hurt or he's been underperforming. So it's like, that's my concern number three, is you're continuing to pay. And, and of course, they're stuck with the contract. But people are just assuming, Colts fans are just assuming he's going to be back. I don't think he will. And you let O'Karake walk. I mean, it's a question mark to hear Ursay on Pat McAfee's show say, oh, he's working, he's he's doing his best. And there was no indication that he was even close to back. Yeah. Zero. There, I saw a clip on Twitter today of him running, doing some different like he's ladder so drills slow. and stuff. He does. I saw it. I was like, is this like a high school kid? Yeah, <laughs> no. It, and it's, I mean, it's it's like painful laugh for me because I'm like, ha, ah, that's, I mean, funny joke, but at the same time, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just didn't look the same. So here's he, here's the thing about the NFL. The NFL not only stands for National Football League, but it also stands for not for long. Yeah. Because you were like That's one good. injury. Yeah. Like you're one injury away from being not not what you were. I think it's part of what we saw Nelson this last year. Because look, when you're 300 pounds, putting all that pressure on your foot, yeah. trying to move other 300 pound guys, like yeah. that's going to hurt your efficiency. I think we're going to see the same thing with Leonard this year. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how things turn out. So we'll what, see. We'll see. What are your expectations for the Texans and the Colts? Okay. Like, what is an acceptable season? Like, you're a Texans fan or a Colts fan. Yeah. And you walk away from the year like, you know what? We went six and eleven, but yeah. we saw the things that we needed to see. No, good. That's a good question. I I do think they're close with the Texans. I just straight up. I just in looking at their schedule. I mean, in general, the AFC South has the combined easiest schedule. In oh, the yes. NFL, um, obviously, part of that is is due to the fact that they play each other and they not a great division, but <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> funny. Uh, but at the same time, there's also a piece of even there. I mean, they drew the NFC West East? Saints. It's the Saints Bucks. Yeah, that, what, and the Saints but the Rams. I mean, ugh, that division. Wait, is, no, not the not NFC the, West. You're right. I'm it, sorry. Yeah, and I think it's the East. Either way, it's it's the Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, and. Um, Saints, Bucker, Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers. Who's the fourth one? Either way, I don't, yeah, it's yeah. not a good team, and they play, they play four bad teams. For, so they couldn't have drawn a better division. And honestly, the NFC East is probably saying the same thing about the the AFC South. So, <clears throat> Falcons, Falcons. Okay, exactly. Yeah, I mean, not great, not great. So you look at that as a whole, and you think, if you're looking at the Texans objectively and their roster. You're probably thinking, oh, they're going to go like four. They're going to get four wins. They're going to get three wins. I think they're going to be six and eleven because of not only are you going to be playing the Colts and the the Titans twice, right? Which I do think, in theory, they could split and go two and two. So there's two wins there, and you would be looking at the schedule that they play. It's, I mean, you throw the Rams in there. You throw, I mean, the Rams, Baker Mayfield led Rams. It might even be Stenson Bennett. Like, I'm thinking, okay. They're going to steal four games somewhere, right? Yeah. So I, I have them at six and eleven, um, and the Colts, I have at seven and ten. But I did kind of a best and worst case scenario. I actually think the worst case scenario, their worst case is six and eleven. I don't think, I don't think I see 
a reality with the Colts. I mean, the Colts have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL, right? And I mean, new head coach is going to take some time. That's both a positive and a negative. Mm -hmm. They needed a new coach. It's definitely a negative because he's a new coach. New coaches typically take a year or two to get their feet underneath him. But he's he's also helpful for both quarterbacks, right? Because he worked he worked with um, why am I blinking? Jalen Hurts. Um, what do you say? Jalen Hurts. No, I, sorry. I <laughs> this is so bad. I'm a huge Colts fan. I'm just the the guy that they brought in from the guy with the long hair and the jeans and the oh Gardner Minshew. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I I'm don't know. For some reason, You're I was good. thinking Baker Mayfield. We can cut that out. Yeah, Gardner. <laughs> no, no. Let's keep it. <laughs> no, um, Gardner. Uh, yeah, Gardner. Obviously worked with him last year in Philly, and I actually got a couple games to play. So, he, and he's helpful for Anthony, obviously, because of Teaching his skill set. Um, so, I think worst case, I do think it's six and eleven. I really do, just because their schedule is so easy. I think best case is ten and seven, because of how easy how easy their schedule is. I was looking through, and I'm like, okay, they in theory could win three games in the NFC East. They in theory could beat the Texans twice, beat the Titans once. I mean, that's three. Yeah. That's already six wins. And can you find wins elsewhere? Can you beat the Rams? Like, they've got a cake schedule. They it do. is cake. So Here's- that's their best case. And I think I'm going to really quickly, I'll pass it to you. I think the only way they do that, three things. They need to reduce turnovers. Last year, they turned the ball over way too much. And then they also need to get back to forcing turnovers, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think that was huge for them in the year Carson was there is they didn't, I mean, they de- the Colts had costly turnovers, but they led the league defensively in forcing turnovers. So that was huge being competent on offense. You don't even need to be Patrick Mahomes level style. Like yeah. just be competent, be okay. Give yourself a chance at some of these games, move the football. Yeah. Move the football. <laughs> don't just be competent. And then the last thing defense was 28th in points allowed, but only 14th in yards given up. Part of that has to do with the amount of times the Colts gave teams short fields. Well, that and but the Colts offense couldn't stay on the field. When yeah, you're, when you're on yeah. the field for 40 minutes playing yeah. defense, you're going to give up points. But I think their defense was a lot better last year than yes the numbers showed because of how bad the offense was. So I think if the defense, I, I threw that in there to say I, I think if the defense performs at a similar level with a competent offense, that's a team that doesn't just win four games. So I agree. I think best case ten and seven, but again, that's absolute if, if everything goes well. I think they're Thoughts? anywhere from a four win to an eight win team, okay. and it is entirely reliant upon how many games does Anthony Richardson play. Because look, if Anthony Richardson is the week one starter, yeah, look, he played fifteen games at Florida when he was in high school. He only played quarterback his senior year because he played tight end and wide receiver before that. Yeah, this is a guy who just hasn't played a ton of quarterback. And you're just gonna throw him to the Lions yeah. of the NFL. And if he look, if he's the starter from week one, I think this is a four win team. Just because the decision making at Florida wasn't great. It's I mean, it's it's only gonna get tougher. And look, that's part of the bumps. Like I said, this is the IPO stock. I do think that there's gonna be days where we wake up on Monday morning and we turn on first take and it's oh my gosh, Anthony Richardson, what an athlete, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But at the same time, there's gonna be days where we turn on ESPN first take and it's gonna be like did the Colts do the right thing? Yeah, and yeah. so that is what I'm expecting. If they play him week one through week 17, now if they go like Gardner Minshew for most of the season and they do try to make the playoffs, then I could see them winning nine, maybe ten games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Gardner Minshew is a good player. He's he, a good quarterback. He, he is. He was good in Jacksonville with a, a paired with the head coach and even in a new system. I think will be helpful. But with the only reason why I don't love the four win 
is I do think that if you play AR-15 the whole year, you undoubtedly have the most dynamic running attack in the league. That's true. Just from a strictly just one running back and one quarterback perspective. And I don't think it's close. And I don't even need to see our, I don't need to see him run in the NFL before I say that strictly based on what he can do tangibly. If you want to say that they're the best, I would say, okay, but saying it's not even close. JK Dobbins and Lamar Jackson are pretty great in Baltimore. That's a good point. Okay, but yeah, I, I do think that way, they would be the most dynamic because way, they're going to be really good yeah. of the physicality that they both bring. But but can the That's offensive line move people? But is there anyone else besides that? Quick question. Like but I don't Baltimore, not that I can think of. It's really just them. Yeah, but um, still, the, the question would still be though: Can the offensive line move people? Is the offensive line yeah. going to be good? No, that and that that comes back to concern number one was it's just so it's the biggest question mark because we've seen. That they can be the best in the league. We can see that they can be almost the worst in the league. So, which one's it going to be? So, what about the Texans? I think they're pretty similar to the Colts. Four four to eight wins. Um, Stroud, I really like Stroud. He was great in the Georgia game, and I think that's why he went number two. He was outstanding. He was incredible. He was so, so good. And at the same time, you know, everybody said it. I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but, like, when you're throwing a Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba, like, guys that are top ten picks in the draft. Yeah. Then it's obviously way easier, but at the same time, you still have to make the throws. You still have to read the defense, and he he did those things. I think the one thing that's going to hurt Stroud is Ryan's is a defensive head coach, and not an offensive yeah, head coach. That's a bummer. You know, if he's playing with like Brian Dable in New York, or just somebody like that, yeah, then I would have the floor for them much higher than four wins, or even a Shane Steichen. Right, yeah, even, even a yeah. Shane Steichen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would have the floor much higher than four wins that's for fair. Stroud, but yeah, no, that's fair. It's uh the. Uh, I think those are we're around the same there. I mean, it's I I do think both teams are actually going to be kind of fun to watch. I do I really too. Do. Something exciting about rookie quarterbacks. Rookie quarterbacks are the best. Maybe it's because we I live I grew up in Indianapolis and we've had we haven't had a rookie quarterback in a long time. So they're still just, fun because it's just like it's really fun <laughs> if you do a podcast because you can rip them or praise them. That's right. And in six years, nobody's going to remember. That's right. Come on, <laughs> that's what we're doing here. Speaking of ripping, though, let's talk about the Titans. Titans. Let's talk about the Titans. They are, I'm so intrigued with their future. Because when we go back these last three years, the Titans have won the division two out of the last three years. Obviously, the Jags won it last year. Colts and Texans were kind of struggling during that point. They both drafted their future at quarterback. And during that time, Urban Meyer was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) That is no longer the case. He is not. And they're kind of at this point where Derrick Henry's probably going to cross the 3,000 career carries mark. Yep. He's 29. Ryan Tannehill's 34. Had no idea. Heading kind of like last year was his worst year since he ended up in Nashville. They're in this really interesting transition year as like what's their, what is their future going to look like? Yeah. I called it a, I said it's like a midlife crisis. Yeah. That was like kind of their tagline. Midlife crisis, crisis, but make it football. I mean, they. I like that. That's really good. They don't really have like a not that they don't have an identity but you can feel that identity has is slightly they're kind of stepping away a little bit yeah because they know they can't fully commit to oh we're gonna give derrick henry the ball 40 times a he game. got hurt and, last year he got hurt I the year before that last, yeah he's kind of starting to get banged up yeah so my my tagline is titans to dwarfs you think they're gonna be very good not have a great year i think that they're gonna be competitive because they I have one of the best coaches in the nfl and Vrabel. agreed he is the Bill Belichick of that division. I just the thing that really good coaches 
their teams embody who they are. And when yeah, you think Vrabel, they do that well. you think intelligent and tough. And yeah. every Titans team is intelligent and tough. They don't turn the ball over. They make good decisions. They don't make stupid mistakes. The defense is always good. Yeah, the defense was number one in rush defense. The defense last year. is really good always. They're number one in rush. And so. when you do that, you're going to win games. I think they're a fringe 500 team. I could see them going anywhere from eight and nine yeah. to 11 and six. Yeah, I, I had them eight and nine. 11 and six is high. I had him eight and nine. Um, how much do you think the D Hop move affects your outlook of the Texans? I think it's or, really sorry, big. Titans. I think it's huge because before that, when you look at the Titans and look, when it comes to the offense in the NFL now, it's all about getting your really good players in space. Yeah. And before D Hop, it's Ryan Tannehill who's thirty four, Derrick Henry who I wouldn't call him a receiving threat out of the backfield, so it's even harder to get him into space. And they've got a young receiver in Traylon Burks who looks like he's going to be a dude, but we just haven't seen it yeah. yet. Now you bring Great in number this, two though. I like. Dude, him I think he's going to be a really good number one. At some no, no. Point. I, I'm saying this year. Oh like, yes, yes, yes. Like yes. it's a perfect tape pairing. Oh, yeah. I think with to- totally agree. Do you, do you know where he played? He played at Old Arkansas. Yes, didn't he? he did. Come on, oh, baby. Wouldn't anyway, have known that without old Jay Smith from Warren, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. I, I've this every time Traylon Burks, I have to throw out this fact. <laughs> when he was in high school. He would go hunting. So Warren, Arkansas is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Warren, Arkansas produces NFL level wide receivers and tomatoes. That's it. So what he would do, he would go out in the woods and he would hunt wild boar with nothing but a knife. And he would chase Dude, them down. This guy's a dog. Absolute dog. Anyway. And so he's kind of this unproven, you know, player that you think is going to be really, really good. We just haven't quite seen it yet. So now they bring in DeAndre Hopkins, who's a proven commodity. Like we know this guy is going to be great. Yeah. Which is, I think, really big for that team. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I mean, looking at them as a team, it's it's tough to say to suggest that they would be eight and nine, and it's it's more they've just struggled so much on the offensive side of the ball. I think defensively, yeah. they're kind of scary how solid they are. I mean, they were again number one in rush. They were like twenty eighth over in the air, so like passing defense is not great. They they made a couple moves to try to address that. But here's I the think thing their defensive that. line's getting a little older. It is. They time. don't have a pass rusher. They don't have a legit. Yeah, Bud Dupree's are really their only guy that they have right and he's now. He's so. good, but he's not. Who? Uh, you said Dupree. He's Dupree, good, yeah. but yeah. he's not great. Yeah, he's no, he's not. So, I. They're just a weird team, man. I they, I do think they are the one team that I saw had the biggest range of like I could they could win five games they could win eleven I don't. I don't think they would win more than 11. Um, they would need Tannehill to have a massive resurgence, I think, to win 11 games. Um, but, yeah, you look at the quarterback room that they have. I mean, they drafted two quarterbacks in the last two years, each within the first three rounds. And D-Hop feels like – this is what I wrote down. It feels like a grab at relevancy yeah. a little bit, you know, because um, they're not a team, I think, that's a contender – by any means, but we also don't feel like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. No, so it's like that. That's a. It's, it's. It's not saying it's a bad move, but I think it's. Too, it's twofold. It's obviously good for the offense to have a player of D Hop's caliber, it but may, it helps Derrick Henry. It may also be a really good trade piece down the line. Of yeah, hey, we can grab D Hop now. Yeah. If we're kind of hovering around five hundred, we know we aren't going to win the Super Bowl. We can move him yeah. and grab more picks. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point as well. So I think the move also helps Derrick Henry if you want to. Give him one last chance to not have all the attention on him. Yeah, great thing to do to bring in a top five wide receiver or top ten wide receiver. So, yeah, I, I I would even say I can't even say sneaky good defense. They're a good defensive team. 
they're just a tough case. They're a tough, tough case. So yeah, they could be... I like them around. I like them around 500. Yeah. I do. Um, but with the easy non-conference, with the easy, that's the thing. The schedule is so hard. easy. That's why weird. I think. That's why I think that they could win 11. Yeah. No, the I schedule is so light. I, yeah, and it's that's why it makes it if it, all the three teams we talked about, the Titans are the one team that I could see making the playoffs. Out of the Titan, the out Texans of the three the that we without okay. a doubt, yeah, without, without yeah, a doubt, I, I would but agree. But they could be down at five wins with the Colts and Titans. So I, I or Texans. So I don't know. Speaking of making the playoffs, come on, baby, the biggest Jaguars. lock of the year. I just so my my tagline, my tagline is yeah. the Jaguars aren't kittens anymore. <laughs> They're not. That's good. <laughs> They're no, going to be so good. good. And I got to be honest here. So I don't think any hype train for anything should be moving faster than the one in Jacksonville, Florida. And let me tell you right now, (laughs) if you were on the Jacksonville Jaguars hype train, welcome aboard. I'm the conductor. No, I know you've been on this I'm driving this train. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach. Trevor Lawrence is everything you want in a young quarterback. They're coming off of a warrior early kind of season where they win the division, they win a playoff game. They didn't just win a playoff game. They won a playoff game where they trailed 27 to 7 going into halftime and then outscored the Justin Herberts, who people love. They outscored the Justin Herbert led yep. Chargers 24 to 3 in the second half. Insane. And then they, they hung in there with the Chiefs pretty well. No, they Only sure lost did. by I seven. Mean, they were, you felt like they were just a couple plays away in that one. I mean, they're they're fun. My tagline was from from paper bags to banners. Nice. I, I think they That's are. That's good. I you. like that. They are going to <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they are going to make some noise. I I have them at like a top ten team in the NFL right now. I have them at like nine or ten. I mean, I think yeah. they're I think they're a really good team. It it's weird. I mean, you can say this about any team, but they're one Trevor Lawrence injury away from being six and eleven. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. Like, so that's, that's the hard team. thing that's, about that's this. That's a lot of teams. That's a lot of teams though. But he is just, and they don't have a very good quarterback room, um, in terms of backups, but. One thing that I and I'll shout out my brother, man. He has been on the Calvin Ridley train. I'm about to say he comes back. He comes back, and I do think he can. He could have a. He's going to be their top, best receiver. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll have a top ten production year from the wide receiver and they position because they have Doug Peterson, yeah. who is the best coach that no one talks about yeah. in the NFL. This guy, this guy who won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah. Okay, like this no, is a. They're scary. Really and, good coach. And here's the other thing that people aren't talking about with the Jags: Mike Caldwell. Defensive coordinator. He was a first-year defensive coordinator last year. Okay, and it's like being a head coach. The more you do it, especially early, the better you get. So not only is this year two of that Jaguars defense in Caldwell's system, but it's Caldwell's second year. Like I'm sure there's things that he learned from last year that he's going to be able to transfer into year two and be better at. Yeah. And look, if Trevon Walker, former number one overall pick, takes a leap and becomes that dominant edge rusher, shoot, if he becomes a solid edge rusher and Josh Allen oh they're scary so man. Josh Allen was second in the NFL last year in quarterback hurries but he was only but he was he only had like four sacks yeah so if he can turn those into sacks dude, it's scary then they could be really really good and I think that they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC I think they're going 13 and 4 14 and 3 I think they're that yeah, good that's I mean that is a really good record but if you're looking at their I mean they could in theory win all five but it is hard to so that's the thing even though they have probably the most favorable division to be a good football team in. <clears throat> they it is hard to win five division games. I bet you they win four. That's fair. Of no four of their six, I would say is a lock. F- 
five of their six would be the ceiling. I don't think they sweep the division. It's just hard to do in the NFL. It is. I think they could get five again, I think, is best case. I, I do think maybe worst case is four. I, I really don't think that they're going to lose um, m- more than two games in the division. So, And then, again, the, the non-conference is just absolutely trash. And all um, their tough games are at home. Yeah. Ex- except for a couple. All the stars are aligning for them to have a really big year. So it's like with the schedule, with Ridley, with a very much ascending offensive unit and a, and a D-line that it just is terrifying. I mean, still some concerns at the DB spot, but I do think they addressed those briefly. They, they, they did lose Shaq Griffin, but I think they got younger at the defensive back position. And so and they've got a couple, dude, Miles Jack and a couple of their linebackers are just scary. So I want to say... I had them at twelve and five, but I think their floor is probably. It feels weird to say their worst case might be nine wins. I mean, they they're just the, they're the best team in this division. It's I don't think it's close. I really don't. It's not close. I don't. Think I would close. agree. Usually, when people say it's not close, my my initial thought is to be like, okay, what are you not thinking about? Yeah. But this is one of those two times where I'm be like, yeah, you're you're right. This is not close. No. So easy, easy, easy stuff here. Just go chalk. Uh, but I do think, man, the just in general, um, I, this is a team where, or sorry, a division where I was thinking, I'm like, okay, there's no shot that there's a wild card out of this. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe there is. Because looking at the other conferences that are matched up together, some of the really, really good conferences, you look at, <clears throat> look at the Bengals and Ravens and their, their division. Um, certainly, you know, the, they're just divisions a couple of the other divisions in the AFC that have two or three really solid teams you think about they're just kind of canceling each other out in moments like when they play in the division a lot of the time a lot of these teams are like hey let's go 500 in the division we're set yeah right but they're also matched up with tough non-conference because the good the good um divisions are playing the good divisions so yep. it's you get in this weird place of like okay if that's the case no one has a cakewalk there is a world where the, the Colts, the Titans maybe, I don't think the Texans will get up to double-digit wins, but if you get if you scare 10 wins, you have a chance. You really do. And, do. and just the way the well, schedules I mean, are laid out this year. The Dolphins made the playoffs last year with a 9-8 and record. If you yeah, go 9-8 and eight yeah. and you win you the right chance. games, you can sneak you in. You a chance. And so, I, I, yeah, that's what I wrote down. I was like, no shot at wild card. I actually, I said hold your horses because of the Colts. <laughs> nice. Know, that I, like was, it. I thought that was funny. I like it. Um, but yeah, the division sucks, but that this means hey, if the Colts or the Titans win four division games and get swept by the Jags or win one against the Jags and only drop one, four wins right there. If you can find find, you five, find more, five more, you have a chance. When you're playing the Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and Bucks, I mean Rams. I mean it's the Rams, not a very good team. So it's not. If you can do all that, if you can win four of those six, and then you just you pick up one win where you're not supposed to win, which it's the NFL. And the Colts beat the Chiefs last year, week three, with the, one of the most dysfunctional teams they did. in recent memory. I still can't so believe that happened. There's a chance. There's, there's always a chance. a chance. There is a chance. Always a chance. I like I like the optimism. Yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you. That, you that is it. very kind. But in general, dude, I'm so excited. Let's go. I'm ready. The freaking NFL season, it's right around the corner, and I'm absolutely juiced up about it. So I, I can say this because Amelia doesn't listen to the pods. I'm so disappointed that our wedding is on week one. Yeah, no. There's a TV in the in the groom's in the groom suite, so we'll be able to watch a little bit. Listen, we're good. 
Oh, yeah. I think we're good. We're good. I mean, it's okay. Do we really? Do we want to watch the Jags play the Colts Week One? Is your is yours on a Sunday? Yeah. Oh my September gosh. 10th. Okay, John. I don't think I can walk with you. <laughs> I'm just playing. That is, and what it's in the afternoon though, right? It's at two thirty. Hey, that's perfect. It's right at halftime. <laughs> right at halftime, right. baby. It is right right at, at halftime, baby. Let's Come on. Go. And the Colts are playing the Jags, I think, week one, so yep. we know how that's going to end. I think it'll be over at half anyway. But so. if it's Anthony Richardson's debut, then it'll really if be... I, that's the thing. I don't think they'll... You said we'll talk about this later. I don't think... I really don't think they I will. hope they run him out there. I don't think they will. Um, just that the way Ursa was talking about it. I could see like a week three, week four situation, but I mean, I would, I would love it, dude. Are you kidding me? Lucas Oil would be absolutely rocking if they run that dude out. I just don't think they will. So I hope they do. I hope they do. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh dude, I just can't wait. I just the Sundays, my Sunday schedules, just you go to church in the morning, maybe get a workout in, maybe go, you know, get some shots up on the range. (laughs) But then it's I mean, it's pull out the work laptop and do some stuff around the house and then it's just, hey, I'm gonna watch football for eight hours. I think it's gonna be exciting for our group of friends to like we're going to, like, house so hop. Juiced. That's, to like, that's hey, my plan. It's like, uh, this is what I'm going to be doing, and this I know this is what you guys are going to be doing, so let's just do it together. Yeah, exactly. At different houses. So I'm moving in December, because where I'm at right now, let's just say it'd be tough to host. Tough to host. Tough to host. But once once we move, oh, dude. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. We, Carrie we got, just got a house. We got a whole Maisie's section. got a house. It's just, Cam got a new place. Dude. Beecher and I could host people, bro. It's, let's get it's, it. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. So cannot wait. Sundays, do not disturb. D&D. D&D, baby. Come on. Let's go. Except right. on Jonathan's wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> then we're, I mean, I guess we would be D&D, but. I think the Dolphins play, play like, I think they're on Sunday Night Football Week 1. That's perfect, though. So I, well, I've been talking to Amelia. I'm like, hey, like, we're going to get home. Just a heads and up. And I'm sitting on the couch. And yeah, I'm watching day, the day one of play. being married, or night one of being married is going to include some Dolphins football. So. Oh, yeah. She that's okay. That's part of marriage. Just compromise. Just say that. That works every <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just compromise. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Love right. it. Love it. So, Good stuff, though, Johnny. Great stuff. Thank you so much for coming on and and taking the extra time. I always appreciate it. That's Absolutely. Gonna, I think this is the only segment I'm going to run on Tuesday. All right. This well, is hey, enjoy, people. This enjoy. I mean, it's AFC South Tuesday. It's just 39 minutes of extremely great content. There we go. So thank only you guys the best. so much for listening. Thank you to Matt Murphy for coming Absolutely. on the pod. We always appreciate having him on. I'll be back again on Thursday because this is literally a week away from Thursday. I have no idea what's coming up, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Because everything here on Even Shooting the Schmidt summer is good. And there's not a lot of sports going there's on. Not. It That's may, okay. It, it, it might be some some Shohei Otani stuff uh, with Zach Gray. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll so thank you guys again so much for listening. I'll be back again on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Peace.